Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Don't give up the fight. Wow, it's Thursday morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am your hostess with the most this morning. Uh, I'm excited, uh, always. Um, I feel refreshed, renewed, revitalized. I am grateful to be here with you. I want to read something even before we get started today. Usually I read Psalms 91 over my day. And I want to read that to you first. And then let's go, and then we'll get into prayer and we'll get into the word today. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation Version. And I always insert my name in this. I always put my name in here. Um, and just kind of hold on to that. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue Lakeisha from every trap and protect Lakeisha from deadly disease. He will cover Lakeisha with his feathers. He will shelter Lakeisha with his wings. His faithful promises are Lakeisha's armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the error that flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, Lakeisha, though 10,000 are dying around you, Lakeisha, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. That was Psalms 91. That just always gives me um, a peace. That just always reminds me that God has got me, that he's protecting me, that he loves me. Um, and David, when he said, David, David was assured of this. Um, I'm under the shelter. I'm going to rest in the shadow. And then there's a promise and a benefit that comes with my rest. So this is what I go to. This is what helps me deal with my anxiety. This is what helps put me in position in place to understand. David understood what it meant to be in the shelter. And so even when he went out to fight Goliath, he went out boldly because he knew God had his back. He did not care about how large Goliath was. He did, Come on, Holy Ghost. He did not care how big the problem was. He didn't care how massive the situation seemed. All he knew was that that man, he said, and that's what he said. He said, what are y'all afraid of this man for? He is not in covenant with our God. This is not a covenant man. As a matter of fact, he's mocking our God. So what are you afraid of 
when living, looking, and dealing with this man, this uncircumcised, David got straight G on him. And he was a little, he was a young man. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine giant, I know who I am. I know I'm a child of God. I know that God is going to protect me. I know that God has got my back. I know I serve an all-powerful God. So why would I be afraid of the enemy? Why would I be afraid of him? Why should I be scooped up by him? Why should I be consumed by him? I'm not getting ready to sit here and be consumed by him or be upset or messed up. You should take the same attitude when it comes to your problems, your circumstances, your situation. The word has already predicted that things would rise, that persecution would come. We should make the decision. We should make the decision to abide in the shelter and to trust God and absolutely everything. Guess that was a little bit of a morning nugget. The morning nugget. See, what I love about David is he didn't want to give Goliath any extra credit. He didn't want Goliath, he didn't want to boast Goliath up. He didn't want to uh, make Goliath think he was more than what he is. That's what we do to the enemy. Sickness comes in, the um, extra bills come in, search, and we start saying, the devil is so busy. He, you, you giving him way too much credit. He ain't got that power and authority. He don't have that kind of power and authority. So you give him way too much credit. And, and David was like, I'm not getting ready to give the Goliath. And we all got a Goliath. I'm about to preach that one time, the Goliath in your life. <laughs> we all got a Goliath in our life. You don't have time to be giving the Goliath in your life that much authority. You don't have time for that. You ain't got time to be giving the Goliath in your life that much authority. You got to say what the word says. You got to know you deal, deal and dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Instead, stop magnifying your problem. Magnify the word. Magnify the God you serve. I'm telling you, I'm watching God move according to the principles that he's been teaching and showing us. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversation. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. Do me a favor. Go share the video. If you're Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, go share the video right now. now I want to tell y'all something. Do me another favor. Go get this JoyNet app. Yesterday, Facebook was out and Instagram was out for hours. It was out. It was for hours. It was out for hours. It wasn't out for a little bit of time. It appeared to be working in some places, but it was out for hours. It was just confirmation for me how important being on the radio is. It was confirmation for me how important it is not to resolve preaching the gospel to just those places. It was out for hours. Get the JoyNet app. Sus subscribe to my YouTube channel. Those things are essentially important. Why? Because it was out for hours. So I want to teach you about, I want to talk to you a little bit about something. Let's pray and get started. Father, I thank you for the revelation in your word today. I thank you for a fresh anointing. I thank you for every individual that is on this devotional. I thank you for the gospel, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for preachers, for teachers, for those that have been called in the ministry, for the laborers in the field, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for all the uh, for the anointing that you have placed on our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing. We thank you that yokes are destroyed, Lord God. 
that mountains are moved, Lord God, and captives are set free. We thank you, Lord God, this morning that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your protection, Lord God. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your knowledge. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that Jesus died on the cross, Lord God. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord God, you are my strength. You are my redeemer, Lord God. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. And I magnify you according to Jesus' holy name. So I talked to you a little bit about something. We've been talking about finances and giving and all of this other stuff. And I know sometimes it is difficult. Um, we get difficult where it comes to giving to the local church. Um, we give... We get, we get hesitant when it comes to taking care of pastors, preachers, those who are called. And how does all of that relate to the gospel? And so I want to, this morning, just give you a little bit that I think is going to help you with your responsibility. <laughs> Not with my responsibility, but with your responsibility. It is the responsibility of the church. You can like it or not like it. It is the responsibility of the church to take care of their pastors, their ministers that were called to the gospel. It's the responsibility of the church. It's my responsibility of my church to take care of my pastors and those that are called into full-time ministry in our church. It is our responsibility. And we have been shucking. Come on, Holy Spirit. We have been shucking the responsibility and putting the responsibilities on others and acting like um, it's not important to what he do. So I want to help you with understanding the call first. And then I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking to you about your money and whether or not you should pay your pastor and whether or not you should tithe and whether or not you should show seed. I'm going to give you a little bit of weather scripture. I'm always going to back everything in the word. But I want, I want to help you understand the call because it may help some of you that are called. It may help some of you with your gifts and your talents and understanding your gift to the body. For the body, you understanding your gift to the body. So I want to read something to you first. And then after I read this to you, um, I'm going to share a few things with you. And this is Ephesians 4, and we go into the 9th and 11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard. There will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. Every gift comes from God. I'm going to say this again. Every gift comes from God. Your talents, your gifts, those come from God. For those of us that are called in the ministry, for those of us that are called to preach and to teach the gospel, this is a special God-given gift. I need you to understand something today. And I'm not talking about denomination. And I'm not talking about, um, I'm not, I'm talking about a gift, 
a supernatural gift, a supernatural calling. And this is going to help some of y'all understand the call because we'll start questioning well, whether or not that person called. First of all, it's not your business or right to question whether or not a person calls. Now, let me pause there. But it does not mean if you're not seeing the fruits of someone that you shouldn't have questions. Because if you're, if you're called into the gospel, there should be a fruit. There should be evidence of the fruit in your life. These are God-given gifts. God has given these unique gifts and ability to be used by the body of Christ. God has done this. God is there is there is no doubt. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. If it's if, if if anybody will be real true, any of us that have accepted the call into the gospel <laughs> did not go willingly or did not understand it all at first. Like it wasn't just, oh, woke up one morning. And was like, oh my gosh, I've got this call on my life and I'm going to walk into my call. That ain't, it ain't that simple. It ain't that simple. It's not that simple. Preaching is not a time filler and worship service. Preaching is not just about personal experiences. Um, no matter how emotional stirring it is, it's not just well-organized talk. Like with a PowerPoint for series. Preaching is the vehicle by the way we give the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ as it's conveyed. That's what preaching is. If you didn't understand what preaching is, that is a call. That is what preaching is. The words are the, of a preacher are to be faithful to the word of God which is power unto salvation for everyone who believes. That's Romans 1, 16. Paul's, Paul starts talking to Timothy, and he's talking to Timothy for a reason. And he says, I give you this charge, Timothy. Preach the word. That's 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. So I'm telling you, preaching is important to God. And anybody who is called to preach... I'm just being real. You need to understand that because we'll start discrediting the gospel or discrediting people and their gifts and the things that they're called to. And people are called to other things and not just preaching. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a call. Everyone is important to the body. But because we've become so ignorant of things and we're not reading and we're not studying our word, we don't understand the call of the pastor, the preacher, the prophet, the teacher. Those of you that are called into business, that ministry means to meet a need. So how do you know if you're called to preach, right? I don't want to get into that in depth, but there's some subjective indicators. There are things that indicate whether or not someone is called to preach. The first thing is you're going to hear the calling from God. It's not just you wake up in the morning and decide, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm getting up in this morning. I just think I'm going to be a pastor. I think I'm just going to preach this morning. It's not that simple. It's not that easy. And it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Overwhelming, like it's so overwhelming. So the desire, but the desire cannot be denied. When I start, I, I reflected as I started studying this, my desire for the word of God was so young. Like it was so young. I was different so young, right? My desire for the word of God was so young. I was teaching Sunday school when I was like seven and eight because our church was so small. I always wanted to go to church. I always wanted to hear the word. I was always with my grandmother. I was just very peculiar. My desire was so young. And so this thing when Jeremiah, prophet Jeremiah, um, Paul experienced this desire to communicate God's word. 
And Paul said, yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. That's how most of us feel who are called. Woe. I, I, I told somebody the uh, uh and I, every time I say it, I get teary-eyed. All I want to do is preach. All I want to do is teach the gospel. All I want to do is let people understand what kingdom is so that they can walk into the fullness of what they were called. I can't, I can't deny it. Somebody was like, you teach devotional every day? Yes, because I was called to evangelism through media, through multiple streams, through my gifts and through my talents. All I, I don't know what else. All I want to do is preach. All I think about is preaching. All I think about is helping people understand their purpose, their call. All I, all I feel burdened by is those that are broken, right? Those, are the, those that have been misled, those that have church hurt, those that have family hurt, those that are on the edge of um, feeling like they're not going to make it. That's all I feel. That's all I want to do every day is help people get better through the word of God. I wake up thinking about how can I help people. I wake up wanting to, I'm compelled to preach. I'm driven onward by an irresistible and undeniable compulsion to do so. Jeremiah said it was like burning fire and he couldn't be stifled. He kept trying to hold it back and it made him weary. If I decided not to preach, it's going to make me weary. And I tried to avoid and run from the call. Like I tried to, I, I tried to go another path. I went to college. I tried to go to no, go another direction and I had to come right back to this thing, this gift, this thing, this call on my life. And it's, it's just, it's not, and I'm giving me as an example, but I'm telling you, anybody who has walked really in this call, really in this call, they feel the exact same way. It's undeniable. This is what, whatever you think about, however you want to help people. And, and, and that's, man, I'm just telling you, this is my gift to the body. This is what I was called to do. So there's indicators to whether or not you were called to preach. Usually, um, you, you feel God's unction. It's supernatural. Then the second thing is people will start singling you out. And that's what happened. People start saying to me, there's something on your life significant. Then my, my pastor called me out. There's something on your life significant. And then even as I was teaching and as I was growing and after my husband made my transition, one of my cousins, my cousin Stephen Robinson called me and he said, there's something on your life. Come help me teach Bible study. I didn't decide to walk in it. It, it called me. There's a greater call. And so every preacher, I mean, you're going to, and when you have a gift to teach, like if you're the preach, the call to preach is on your life. People are going to want to listen to you. People who preach usually can teach as well. Does that make sense? So it's a call on your life. The process should be bathed in prayer, right? Most of us that have walked in this call, we've spent the time before praying. And I'm teaching you this morning because people will ask, should I support the gospel? You should support the gospel so that it can get throughout the nation. Nobody should have to talk to anybody about taking care of their pastors and someone into ministry. I don't understand that. 
If somebody has been called into full midtime ministry or somebody has called into pastors, pastors shouldn't have to spend any time in a pulpit talking to their ministers about paying them a salary. A church, if they're going to be according to the word, if you're going to be who you're supposed to be, your gifts to the body, can I tell you something? That's why God is giving you talents. That's why God is giving you talents so that your resources can help spread the gospel. You are not here on accident. Your gifts and talents are not. But what the enemy does is he comes in, puts us in a position to become selfish, and then we don't want to support the gospel. We don't want to support ministry. I ain't going to let them come up off of me. It's not about nobody coming up off of you. For those of us that are called in the ministry, we called into this thing. I could choose something else, but it's I'm going to be like Jeremiah. I tell people all the time, I'm on house arrest. I got an ankle bracelet on my, he's not going to let me go no further. He's not going to let me go any, 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 anything else. So if you didn't understand who, when we see ministries and we see there's evidence in there. Now, if somebody can't preach, they probably wouldn't go to preach. I'm just going to be for real. If somebody ain't can't preach or can't teach, we we it's probably because they weren't necessarily called to preach like you gotta know what the call is everybody isn't called to pastor some of you need to be associate pastors right it's a, an associate pastor is still a pastor some people were called to evangelize some people you gotta understand that's why you gotta bathe this thing in prayer and understand the anointing and call some of y'all were called to marketplace ministry there are mountains of fluence. Some of y'all called to medicine. Some of y'all called to teach. Part of the gift that's inside of me is to stir up the gift inside of you so you understand your call. I am burdened when people don't know who they are in Christ. I am burdened when people don't understand their purpose. That's part of the call and the gift of my ministry to be able to recognize what's inside of you and help you bring it out so that you can go and do your part of this gospel so the kingdom is whole. His kingdom is whole. You, you're gonna. Here's here's what I know. People who don't really understand who they are are gonna have a hard time understanding who somebody else is. The people who don't know, they're gonna have a hard time. So people who question their pastors or whether or not they should take care of their pastors, whether or not they should take care of people in ministry, it's because they don't know who they are. But if I'm gonna use this analogy, and that's the strangest thing. You get paid to what you do, your calling is, then why wouldn't somebody get paid for what their calling is? And it's not about getting paid. It's about so that they can go and be effective in where they need to go. And we'll start talking about, we looked up the word this morning. Well, that's, I want to support none of them. That's prosperity gospel. Do you know what the opposite of prosperity is? If you look up the opposite words, it's being destitute. It's being poor. The gospel is prosperous. The gospel is prosperous. No one should exploit. No one should misuse. No one should lie. Everybody should be doing what their God-given ministry is called to do. But it's, it, it, it's, it's the truth. So if you've been questioning whether or not you're supposed to support your local church or support your pastor... I'm telling you today, you're supposed to support your local church. You're supposed to support your pastor. You're supposed to support the ministries that you eat at their table. Yes, you're supposed to support. That's why God is trying to get money in your hands so that the kingdom can become fluid. It's called kingdom living. 
Pastors should not have to sit in the pulpit and talk to their congregations and they're about, oh, this is about pay. That we ain't got time for that. We got souls that need to be saved. We got people that are lost. We got people who have not been converted. And this isn't a subject nobody ever wants to talk about. I didn't want to talk about this, but this is the gospel. And if I'm going to preach the gospel, I got to preach all the gospel. And if I'm going to teach you to live holy and holy, and I'm going to teach you kingdom, I'm not going to omit parts of the Bible that make you feel comfortable or make you feel good. It's not about popularity. It's about me bringing you into wholeness, into sound mind, so that you can go and fulfill your purpose here on earth. One of the reasons you have a hard time fulfilling your purpose here is on, on earth because you don't know what the gospel says about you. You don't understand how it ties into the bigger picture. And so then you abandon, jump ship, don't tap into who God called you to be and miss your opportunity to serve the people you serve. You'll just take a job anywhere. Come on now. You'll just take a job anywhere doing anything, not tapped into your call, not tapped into your purpose because you don't understand how you tie, in, tie into the gospel. Well, guess who's here to help you understand that? Your pastors, your teachers, your prophets, those people that are called into ministry are here to, to help you tap into your purpose because the Lord already knew the enemy was going to set something up so that you wouldn't know. He's so divisive or so you wouldn't get this, right? Or so you wouldn't understand this or so you would be selfish or you would be stingy or you would dispute it. That's why you see all this disagreement and strife in the body. Strife is in the body so you can be bamboozled, overwhelmed, consumed, and not tapped into your calling. Be honest. If some of y'all be honest, you're not walking full in your purpose because you don't understand it. You don't understand that your gifts are to be given to your local church or to a local ministry. You don't even understand your gifts. I could teach on gifts and who you are forever and entrepreneurship and finding yourself i could teach on that forever that's part of who i am that's part of the call on my life so here's the little bit i told you because we're about to close out should pastors be paid a salary yes a church should definitely provide for the financial need of its pastors and any other full-time ministers first corinthians 9 14 gives the church clear instruction here listen here Church, 1 Corinthians 9.14 gives the church clear instruction. The Lord has commanded those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. We pay people to prepare and serve our physical food. We should also be willing to pay those who see to our spiritual food. And honestly, which is more important, physical or spiritual food? Check it out, Matthew 4.4. 4. Matthew 4.4. 4. 1 Timothy 5, 17, 18 says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work is preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, Do not muzzle the ox while it's treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. There are several points made in this passage. Church elders should be honored. This honor should include wages. Elders who serve the church, especially teachers and preachers, are supposed to receive double honor. Y'all stop talking about y'all pastors. Y'all stop talking about y'all preachers. Y'all stop talking about people in the gospel. If you don't understand something they're doing, pray for them. Intercede for them. <laughs> and then if you don't like where you are, stop going to that church. <laughs> stop going to that church. 
If you don't like a ministry, don't be there. If you're not agreeing with the stuff they do, don't eat at that table. But this is the word. We're going to live kingdom. We're going to live the word. There's nothing spiritual about making a pastor suffer for the Lord. Pastors have been divinely called to ministry. This does not follow. A con I'm not telling. Most people who are in ministry anyway know that God takes care of them. But I'm telling you, for those of us who are supposed to take care of our pastors and our local churches, if you, if you didn't understand where you're supposed to, you understand today. I just gave you the evidence in the word. I just gave you the evidence. And then it is not your business to tell the pastor, the minister, the teacher of what to do with a paycheck. That's between them and God. Most people tithe into their own ministries. Most people are sowing into their own ministries. Most pastors and teachers are giving. I could get into a whole stew of what ministry looks like. Different types of ministry. Evangelism. JoyNet is a radio ministry. It's, it's, it's different ways to get the gospel out. Paul supported himself. He didn't ask Corinth to pay um, offerings for a particular reason. For a particular reason. But other churches took care of him. So stop denying it. I ain't paying no pastors. I so stop. Get in position. Ask the Lord. Let me be in position. Put me in position so I can be what I need to be to the local body. And go on and tithe so you'll see and do the stuff that you're supposed to do. Do the supposed to be, and when people don't want to hear that word, this word, is because they don't want to be eliminate, illuminated in their life. They don't want the accountability. They don't want the accountability. Don't I don't want the accountability. I don't want no, you need the accountability. Go back to 1 John 4, 2 and 6. If we're gonna be like Christ, if anybody say he's like Christ and don't live like Christ, he a liar. So if you're a Christian and you're not living out the gospel in this word, you're a liar. That's it. You're a liar. If you ain't loving, you ain't sowing, if you ain't doing, you ain't taking care of your pastor, you ain't sowing in the ministry, you ain't taking church, you're a liar. If you're not giving to nobody but yourself, you are a liar and the truth ain't in you because the gospel compels us to give. And so you're going around shouting you a Christian and all that stuff doesn't mean anything if your life isn't aligning with it. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you don't have places to grow. But the truth is this. That, that's it. That, that, I just needed to pour out a little. Lord, we might talk more about gifts. We're still on giving. We're still on making the word your whole life. We're still on aligning our life with right Christ. Why? Because that's kingdom. Can I tell y'all something? Those of us that get up and preach the gospel, we preach the gospel. We, we preach the gospel, right? We preach the gospel. Because we love you. I preach every day. I teach every day because I love you. Because I don't want you to, I don't want Satan duping you. I don't want Satan out here having you live any kind of way. I don't want Satan lying to you. He's been lying to you long enough. I don't want him having you feel less than and worthy and selfish and you missing your opportunity to fulfill all of your purpose in life. I want you whole, W-H-O-L-E, so you can walk in the fullness of who God called you to be. So you can be the best moms, the best dads, the best business person, the best entrepreneur, because the gospel provides the 
evidence for us to do this. We have lived less than we are supposed to live long enough. It is time for us to live kingdom. It is time for us to live in the fullness of who God called us to be. It's time, us to, time for us to use our talents and gifts to change this world. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we understand what this word says, if we understand what kingdom is, if we understand who we are to the body. You are not less than. You are not supposed to live less than. That is a lie that the enemy has been told you. You are worthy. <laughs> you are loved. You are not rejected. You were not born on accident. You are here for a purpose. You were called to do something greater. I don't care if that greater is to be a stay-at-home mom. That is something greater. God has called us all to a specific place in the kingdom. Well, we out of time. I love y'all. Share this. If, share this today. And if you have been, if you've talked against your pastor, if you've talked against people in the gospel, even if you didn't understand what they were doing, I need you to go on and repent. Father, I repent for talking. I repent for withholding my seed, my offering, my tithes from the gospel. I repent for, for not supporting the ministry, not supporting my church. And, and we're the church. We're the assembly. We're the assembly. Some of y'all assemble different. Somebody don't always assemble on Sunday. I can't, I can't tell you what God ain't told you, right? But I'm going to tell you this. You are supposed to be in position to take care and do the God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.